Welcome to Central Coast Chat, the podcast all about what's happening in the Monterey and Salinas area. I'm your host, Angelica Cabral, a reporter and podcaster with the Californian in Salinas. Election Day was this past Tuesday. If you want to see the results for local elections, check out our website, www.thecalifornian.com. For this week's episode, I spoke with Kimberly Craig, the current frontrunner for the Salinas mayoral election. We discussed why she decided to run for office, things to look for in the coming year, and how she would handle issues of racial tension in Salinas. Just to start off, you know, I am familiar with you um, and your background a bit, but for our, our readers who might not be in your own words, can you tell me a bit about your background in Salinas? Sure. Um, I've been a resident of Salinas for 20 years. I've been a lifelong Monterey County resident, but um, uh, bought my first home, uh, rented, and then bought my first home here in 2006. Um, I was a councilwoman for the city of Salinas from 2010 to 2018, and I am the president and CEO of the Monterey County Business Council. And tell me about running the campaign. What was that like? What were some of the struggles? What were some of the positives? Oh, that's a great question. Um, It was weird. I mean, it was uh, a weird campaign to run. In fact, um, I wasn't really sure how it was going to go. I, um, my, when I was running for city council, I was running in an off year, like not a presidential year. So I ran in 2010 and I ran in 2014 and I would have run again in 2018. So I'd never run in a presidential year knowing that the turnout is much higher. And, um, in the middle of a pandemic where, you know, to use the silly cliche where politicians have to shake hands and kiss babies, you know, you can't do that in a, in a, in a giant pandemic. So I knew that I was going to have to campaign from Zoom calls and from, you know, from home base, essentially. And really, that's an uncomfortable feeling, I think, for anyone who's trying to run for office. The whole goal is to get out there and to get yourself known and to meet people. And um, that was probably my biggest struggle was I was running a campaign that I was completely unfamiliar with how to do it, you know, um, because it's, it wasn't how I did it in 2010 and 2014, but, um, you know, you just have to get past it and continue, um, continue your plan and try to reach as many people as creatively as possible. And how do you think that you did that? I mean, you touched on a little bit, but what were some of those kind of creative ways you reached out to people? Um, You know, I would say social media played a major role uh, this year in how candidates, um, how candidates presented themselves. Um, I knew when we announced that I was going to need to produce videos that talked about my, um, you know, my record on council and my business acumen and my community outreach and my familiarity with all sides of the city, um, you know, and putting putting a budget behind a digital strategy because most people get their information online now. You know, it's a it's a very different world than it was ten or fifteen years ago when you were buying newspaper ads and <laughs> and you know knocking on doors and shaking hands. It's it it was a, a different strategy. So 
um, yeah, a digital, a digital strategy involved knowing that, um, not a lot of people have cable anymore and that streaming video is really important and, um, reaching a wide range of ages. Um, you know, you don't have a lot of 85 year olds on Instagram, so you need to make sure that you're reaching all ages in a different form. And how have you felt as some of the election results are coming in? I know they gave the fourth round yesterday, and we're not going to get a new round until Friday. Um, but how have you felt so far? Um, the the point spread between me and um, and Chris Barrera, I'm I'm pleased with. I hope I can maintain that lead. Um, you know, I I was quoted in the Herald as as saying. Local elections have been won and lost by one vote. I'm a firm believer in that. Um, I've seen it here locally where we've had council members who have been elected to office by less than 50 votes. And so um, I'm, you know, not to sound cliche, but I'm optimistically excited about where where I stand, but also understand that not all the ballots have been counted and to to wait until every vote is counted. And so, uh, well, let's talk a little bit about you appearing to be the front runner. Um, if it does continue to go your way, can you talk maybe about some things that you might be looking forward to doing? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Sure. Um, well, so for the city, and um, I think the biggest issue that we're facing right now is obviously covid um, we are, our city has half of the COVID cases in the county, at least half. Um, we really need to get our numbers down in order to get business back up and running and get people back to their jobs. Um, that's going to be a, a big priority for me, as well as hiring a city manager. We currently do not have, you know, we currently do not have a city manager running the departments of our city. And so um, that's a, a critical part to our um, to our infrastructure within the city, uh, like as an institution. Um, and so I think that's going to be a, a, you know, number one task. Um, I'm overall over the next several months, I'm looking forward to um, getting the homeless shelter, the permanent homeless shelter on Natividad open and accepting residents and um, that one, I was on the front end of it in 2017 and 2018 and stepped away when I left council. So I'm excited to see it through to its, you know, to its opening, um, here in, in 2021, early 21. Um, I would say affordable housing has always been an issue. Um, I think, I actually think the city of Salinas does a pretty doggone good job at providing affordable housing comparatively to some of the other cities in Monterey County, but we can always improve. We can always do better. Um, I think the future growth area is, uh, which for your readers, the future growth area is north of the city. It's um, the north side of Baranda, and it's slated for about 11,000 homes. I think taking a look at that particular area and really sort of reevaluating whether or not the inventory for housing um, should be single family homes or if we need to be looking at um, multi-level, medium density type housing instead. 
And recently this past year, especially in May and June, racial tensions were an issue across the country. Do you foresee that that being an issue in Salinas in the coming year? And if so, how do you think you would handle something like that? Well, I was on council in 2014 when the there was a lot of civil unrest over um, quite a bit of violence in our community and um, broken down communication between our police department and um, our community. And it was a really difficult time. Um, and I think, you know, this, the city as an institution needed to look at its practices and how they worked with the public and make some significant changes. Um, I'm really proud of the police department now. They have done significant reform um, in the department. Um, there are currently, I believe, and I can get the exact numbers for you, but I believe there are 79 sworn officers who are people of color comparatively to 66 white police officers. So our department is a majority, um, uh, you know, department of people who are who grew up in our community, who are more reflective of our community. And it, that wasn't the case five years ago. Um, I think they've done um, quite a bit in terms of governing for racial equity. And frankly, just being out in the community and being far more accessible to gain the trust and um, to gain the trust and to gain um, sort of the, the um, faith of, of the residents of Salinas. So, you know, to, to answer the, the initial question, do I foresee racial tension? You know, what drives the national narrative sometimes trickles down to our city. Um, I certainly have handled it in the past. I recognize that residents drive the conversation, um, and I'm, I'm prepared to have that open dialogue. You know, why public service? Uh, why run for office? What inspires you to do that? Oh, well, you know, my mom asked me the same question in 2010 when I wanted to run for office. And I said to her, you know, mom, it's always kind of been in my blood. When I was in middle school, I ran for student council. I was the eighth grade class president. When I was in high school, I was in student government. Uh, college, I was on my sorority board of directors as a young adult. I was president of the Salinas JCs and working at the Rodeo. It's it's kind of something that my family has always done is volunteer and give back to your community. And, you know, if I wasn't on city council or I wasn't the mayor, I would go be involved with Rotary or, you know, the air show or the Rodeo or El Grito, you know, th that's just kind of in my blood and always has been. Um, I, I gain great satisfaction in knowing that um, I've helped contribute to a better quality of life for, you know, my neighbors and, you know, the people who live in our wonderful city. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. It's been a busy week over at The Californian, so here's another reminder to check out our website, www.thecalifornian.com for all of our election coverage. Don't forget to tune in again next Friday at 4 p.m. and have a good weekend.